0: Orcas, aka killer whales. No, they're not going extinct in the wild, but killer whales in captivity, that's another story. Did you ever really feel- Jack. It's the first episode after the holiday break.
1: Hi, Melissa. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year.
1: It's a new year. It's 2023.
0: We're here. We did it. Excited? It's the roaring twenties. Yeah, I'm super excited.
1: It's about time they get roaring because so far they've been <laughs> kind of boring. Kind of boring. uh not really. It's been hectic and crazy and like anything but boring. But
0: yeah, I don't. Want to cut this banter short, but I, there's so much to get through today.
1: Oh yeah, no, let's just go for it. I'm not, I'm not funny. Oh, not today. You,
0: you are the funny bone, the fossilized funny bone of extinction. Event. <laughs> there,
1: that would be a good, you know, roast on like an elderly comic, fossilized funny bone.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a good roast on me. I'll take think,
0: it. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, exciting update: thylacine, Tasmanian tiger update. You see how it, I'm just on the edge of my seat here with this one.
1: Yeah, hit me. What's this news?
0: Uh, okay, so you know that there's that famous footage of the last thylacine in captivity,
1: where it like yawns. Yeah, yeah. It, it's
0: <laughs> it's that's the one at the Hobart Zoo. I think it was taken around 1936 that thylacine is usually referred to as benjamin and recently they discovered that this wasn't actually the last thylacine in captivity. Wow. Yeah. Go on. It was the second to last.
1: Oh, well this changes everything. It
0: kind of does. I the, the reason that I got into all of this was that footage.
1: Do you feel like you've been defrauded?
0: No. I but I the footage itself isn't as powerful to me as doesn't it doesn't hold the
1: mystique. Yeah. Look, we've seen this before. Remember there was that lion? What was that lion? Barbary lion? Barbary lion. And it was like some photograph of this lion walking off into the sunset yep. as the last one that I believe is totally staged and or fake.
0: <laughs> it's a Warner Brothers stage.
1: Well, it, that image was just so like, there he goes, the last lion of its kind. Hey, someone snap a picture of this.
0: <laughs> well, it was the last photograph taken. Definitely there were others after that. And definitely when Benjamin, that
1: mm-hmm. video
0: was taken, there were other Film. Tasmanian tigers alive in the
1: wild. So it's not... It can be just representative of the last... Sure,
0: right. Well, let me card. tell you what they how they figured this all out. So there was another one, a female that survived after him. But the remains had gone missing for a long time and the records weren't very tight. So it was supposed to have been at the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery. And they went through a bunch of old written records and they found that it had been cataloged differently and that the skin of the last thylacine in captivity had been part of this traveling exhibition. I think school kids were like touching the oh, the that'll skin. help
1: it, yeah, <laughs> stick around for a while.
0: And nobody even knew that they were touching this really important skin, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in really good condition, and it still is even after all that.
1: Well, it's probably preserved in like grape jelly and peanut butter, <laughs>
0: right? It's just from coated. The children, you've got to dig through it a bit to mm-hmm. get to the actual fur.
1: The layers of like chocolate have kept it intact (laughs) like peat moss
0: and snot uh (laughs) so that was cool that was really recent news and i'm not i'm sure more information will come out about it i'll give more updates on that as do you
1: you have an alert set up on your phone for this
0: i don't usually i have a team of people who listen to the show that will hit me up when something really important happens so they're
1: You have your little birdies. My
0: real birdies, yeah. Mm. Okay, that's my little bit. I actually wanted you to speak to something of importance. This is old news now, but and actually a lot of the listeners might not know who who this was, but P-22.
1: Oh, yes, the famous mountain lion slash cougar slash puma. Same thing. Of Los Angeles. P twenty two was sort of a minor celebrity in Los Angeles, uh, where we both have lived, and it was this tagged mountain lion that made its home in the uh, mountains around the city and in the city, Mm -hmm. and would often be spotted throughout the city. And you know they have trail cams, and he was sort of a celebrity, and for a long time, I'm going to say well over ten years. Yeah, he made his home. I'm I remember this happening at the time. And I I kind of don't believe it, but I'm pretty sure he broke into the LA Zoo and ate a koala.
0: <laughs> I remember that, yeah. And we were fine with that.
1: It was just like, well, yep, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I cool. l- <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens sometimes, living <laughs> with a mountain lion.
0: It's cool how tolerant the whole city was of that animal. Whereas, you know, like one stray dog- or a coyote, and we were just, you know, kill it, get it out of here. But- He's
1: kind of a mascot mm-hmm. and he was pretty cool. And then um, just recently, they killed him. They killed him. Straight up dead. They had some problems, like some bacterial infection or something. And they're like, eh. So it's probably the best thing to put him down. Right. He was a hard old- choice, but.
0: Right. The reason it was interesting to me is that. He's known for prowling the Los Angeles region, but he ended up in San Diego, which is quite a bit north or south of Los Angeles. How did he end up at the San Diego Zoo where they euthanized him? Um, Did he walk? It's just
1: the superb vet care. No, I think they trapped him or had him in LA and then took him down to San Diego for treatment. Oh, oh, better facilities there. He didn't like hop on the coaster train and and take a little trip down.
0: Right, but that would have been okay coast. if he had.
1: He didn't like get on the 101. Yeah. He didn't like hop <laughs> on the 405.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: And take the 73 over to the 91 and the 91 to the 15 and the 15 to San Diego.
0: Yeah. Okay, but Well, our hearts go out to you P22. I hope there's a t-shirt in my future that memorializes you in some way it's an end of an era you will be missed
1: i think p22 is going to join the ranks of harambe as famous euthanized animals
0: Wait, but what what happened to harambe again
1: remember it was in, like cincinnati zoo and a kid fell into the exhibit and harambe came over and was like he wasn't gonna like rip his arms off or anything which is where naturally we all think yeah with Good reason
0: <laughs> every episode. I <I'd> can <laughs> keep going.
1: And basically, he the kid got away, and, and then I guess I don't really know. I think they just killed him after that, right?
0: I don't know. Let's, do let's you look, look it that up? up.
1: No, let's look it up. How talking. do you not know? We, how do we both not okay, know? Let's this? see what happened to Harambe? Harambe.
0: Why was he killed at the Cincinnati Zoo? I got that part right. Okay, so Harambe grabbed the boy, dragged him Harambe. around. The what? Harambe. So Harambe grabbed the boy, dragged him around. The child was with the animal for ten minutes before the zoo's dangerous animal rescue response team deemed the situation life-threatening. Yeah. Oh, and the choice was made to put down or shoot Harambe so he's gone. Did they shoot him with the child in his
1: yeah, uh, they said that the boy was between Harambe's leg when they shot when the shot was fired.
0: Oh, okay. Couldn't they just have uh, tranquilized him?
1: Uh, you know, I think they went through all like you could try and tranquilize him, and they, that just pisses him off, and then.
0: Okay, that's it. Took ten minutes for them to troubleshoot that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've kind of forgot about that. I'm looking at the photo, and it's that is scary. Wow. Okay, so that's it.
1: Harambe. Harambe and
0: P-22 and Tasmanian tiger. So today we're doing killer whales in captivity. You're going to say it's a bit of a stretch. I don't care. I think it's relevant. And I got way too excited about this one.
1: There are plenty of animals that have gone extinct. And you're just skating the line with all these recent ones. (sighs) You're like, technically, they haven't gone extinct. I know. How many times have you heard that? A lot. But Why don't we just rename it, technically, they haven't gone extinction event?
0: Okay, maybe I will. But for this one, it's just, I'm fascinated with killer whales, always have been. They are in captivity. And I think most of the people listening probably know is that over the years, we have realized that that was not a good idea.
1: There's been a sea change.
0: Yeah, and so at this point, they're kind of going extinct in captivity. They have not gone extinct yet, but they're on their way out. So this is the story of killer whales in captivity. It's the story of Kaiko or Kiko. He's one very famous killer whale that I'm going to tell you about. And then I asked you, Jack, to research another famous killer whale.
1: Emphasis mm-hmm. on killer. What? Emphasis on killer.
0: killer, right. So we'll get to that after I talk about Kaiko, Kiko. 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 So just a little background on orcas. They are a type of dolphin. They are the biggest dolphin. Males are bigger than females. They can reach up to twenty six feet in length and six tons. Their unique black and white markings are what sets them apart from other cetaceans mostly a deep shiny black with like those pops of white behind the eyes and under the belly. It's very striking and the marks are different on every one of them. The dorsal fin, that's the one on the back Mm -hmm. of killer whales is unique enough that they're able to identify individual whales just from that fin. Hmm. They live in all the oceans and almost all the seas. They travel in pods, and they're considered to have an animal culture. After a lot of years of observing different pods, we've determined that their vocalizations even differ from pod to pod, and they're basically culturally unique from one another.
1: They have different dialects. Yeah. Like being a southerner and a northerner.
0: point is they have a very complex culture, complex social lives, and if you've seen any nature documentary you know that they have these specialized hunting techniques that they've learned and that are passed down from generation to generation they've got great echolocation excellent eyesight their hearing is really good they're formidable predators and very smart they've hmm. they have no natural predators
1: hmm.
0: pretty intelligent unique animals why do we call them killer whales well they go after and kill other whales so i think way back they were whale killers you know yeah and so now that's sort of flip-flopped it's interchangeable whale killers killer
1: whales i'm i'm going off track here a little bit maybe you're going to talk about it but i have noticed in the news there's been a lot of orca attacks on boats Have you seen this?
0: Uh, No, I haven't seen it.
1: Sailing boats? Even to the point of like capsizing?
0: Ooh, they're just playing around.
1: Well, they seem like coordinated attacks. You haven't seen this?
0: I haven't seen it. I would love to learn more about that. Well, maybe I'll
1: Google a little bit while you're talking.
0: Okay, because I was going to get to it later in the episode, but... There's only been one confirmed attack on a human in the wild by an orca. The other ones have been accidental. So it could be a situation another environmental factor was causing them to do that.
1: This is from November 4th of 2022. Orca. Mystery orca attacks sink another boat. The French sailboat, which had four passengers aboard, had been 14 miles off the coast when the orc is attacked yada 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 the incidents don't seem to be increasing but clearly they have not been stopped yada 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 it appears they are targeting the boat's rudders okay
0: R- maybe the noise of the rudder is bothering them and they just want the noise to stop could be yeah
1: uh, many believe that is one pod that it appears to be inflicting most damage so it could just be part of their little whale culture. It's like, you know what? If we see a boat, <laughs> we f that up, dude. It's kind of who we are.
0: Yeah, don't bring your propeller on our turf.
1: If we're gonna if we're gonna chomp it up.
0: Yeah. Today we are doing killer whales in captivity, not the wild. Big part of today's story is about Keiko. Kiko. 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 Kiko is the whale who was in Free Willy, the movie. Mm. An actor. Let me tell you a little bit about this whale. Kiko was captured in 1979 near Iceland at the age of two. He's taken to the Icelandic Aquarium in Hafnarfjör. Nailed it. First they name him Siggy.
1: After cigarettes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite children's treat in 1979.
0: 1979. Like, like the yogurt if oh if that's available. The there Icelandic yogurt. Yep. Yeah. Then later they name him Kago, K-A-G-O. Then in 1982 he sold to Marineland in Ontario, Canada. So he went from Iceland to Canada. And at this new aquarium, they start training him to perform. But it's not all fun and games. In fact, as we'll go over later, training whales to perform is pretty detrimental to their health. And in this particular case, the other whales at the facility were also bullying him. Because they're such social, cultural animals, you're basically forcing them into a group of whales and hoping they get along and a lot of the time they don't yeah at these aquariums
1: well just think of any job that you have you know yeah if you just got if you had to live with your co oh god probably not gonna get along
0: exactly this is a terrible situation to be in so he's getting bullied there and and 1985, so that's three years later, he's sold again, this time to Reino Aventura in Mexico City, Mexico. R E I N O, you speak Spanish. How do you pronounce oh, fluently. it?
1: fluently. Reino.
0: Reino. Reino. And here he is, here he's held as the main attraction for the park. And that's where he gets Keiko. Kiko. Kiko. He gets that name, which is a Japanese word that means lucky one, which obviously that's up for debate because the tank he's placed in uh, was only 10 feet long at the time and was supposed to be for small dolphins.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm hoping he gets moved to a bigger tank. I couldn't find out for sure, but they refurbished the park in 1992. So let's, you know, in my mind, he gets a nice big cage or tank. Tank. Free Willy, I didn't even look up the date that was released. It's 1993, right? That's when all that, good movies... what I was going <laughs> to
1: say. In my head, it's 1993.
0: That was the year for a film. Free Willy, that's a super big deal. For Was it huge for you? Huge. Huge. Look,
1: growing up in San Diego, oh which I don't know if you know is synonymous with SeaWorld oh, yeah. and Shamu. Shamu was 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 a brown? Free Willy?
0: Okay, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look. So that yeah, up. it was
1: kind of a big deal.
0: Huge. I mean, this is where my obsession with becoming a killer whale trainer started. Which, as I look back on it, wow, I'm so glad I didn't take that path because it's a. I mean, it's abusive. Basically, <laughs> I would have been abusing animals. It's a dangerous thing to do.
1: Well, in that same year, 1993, I saw Jurassic Park, and I was like, I want to be a paleontologist. Which I'm glad I didn't, because it seems so boring.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's so
1: boring. It's
0: got to be. For me, I saw the movie, and I begged to go to SeaWorld after that. I had to go see the whales, and my dad took me... And I walked into the big main tank Mm -hmm. area and I took one look into the tank. Terrifying. And at that moment I realized I had a fear of deep water. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that that was kind of it.
1: Well, I think think every kid has that experience because- your relationship with it is like a pool, a mm-hmm. swimming pool, where you can see the bottom, mm-hmm. and you go up and you look into what you think is a swimming pool, and there's no bottom to mm-hmm. it, and it freaks you out, and you know there's something down mm-hmm. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, terrifying. good luck.
0: No. To this day, I i don't have a big desire to be on the open ocean. Like It's just terrifying. Uh, it's a common fear. And as we'll learn, those tanks are very dangerous. All right, everyone loved that movie. And after they do the movie, a lot of attention gets shifted towards the fact that the conditions for Kiko.
1: Wait, well, we're still on this. I, can I tell? I, I think I've told this story Ooh, before.
0: Tell this. What is it?
1: So I was in high school, right? And we're do, I was doing a construction job at SeaWorld. Oh, you
0: have told me this. I don't know if you've talked about it on here.
1: And it happens after hours, you know? And so I got, it was just in like one of the rooms somewhere, but I was walking through the park and everything's dark. And I walked up to one of the tanks and probably the bravest thing I've ever done. I just like, I'm going to put my arm in this tank. I think it was like a dolphin tank. And I just rolled up my sleeve, oh my I put God. my arm oh my into God. it, and I held it there for, I don't know, what felt like eight minutes, probably about four seconds.
0: Ah, I'm freaking out. That's crazy.
1: And that was it. That was my whole story. But it was- Were I,
0: you waiting for something to come up and touch it?
1: I, I don't know. I was just being dumb high school kid.
0: Really dumb.
1: Because, yeah, a dolphin could have grabbed me and pulled me in or something. Easy. Oh,
0: my God. I have chills. That is...
1: But it was terrifying because all, all the lights were off and you look in the water and I'm like, mm, I got to stick my hand in there. I don't know why. I would never do it today. I'd be like, what are you, an idiot?
0: I cannot imagine even being in close proximity to the tanks at night when it's pitch... The, like, the water is just black.
1: And you can hear the noises and stuff like...
0: Mm. Oh wow
1: yeah it's creepy wow go on
0: back to the story yes after the movie there was a lot of focus on the fact that the conditions kiko was living in were not great for a whale right why it's just not enough space and they typically start to develop psychological issues the males it's some females, but mostly males, also suffer from what's called dorsal fin collapse.
1: Yes, this I saw this in my research about telecom. and here's oh, my theory. Okay, there's no currents in these. Uh, there's no tides. There's no currents. There's nothing keeping, you know. It's just still water. Yeah. You know, like with plants and stuff, plants kind of need a breeze to go back and forth and it strengthens mm-hmm. the stems and everything like that. If you don't have that, it just flops over.
0: Right. Well, maybe. So in case you don't know what that is, that's the the fin that's on their back flops over and you see it. Just like the, in Free willie. Yes. You see it all the time in captive whales. They don't know exactly what causes that. There's some theories, but it, has happened to wild orcas so it could be more of a stress thing just being freaked out stressed out uh so your theory makes sense but there could be a variety of reasons it happens true they also suffer from shorter lifespans in captivity and because of that social network being so different than they would normally have in the wild the orcas tend to be stressed out constantly yeah (laughs) and because of all these reasons groups are formed that actually want to free the real free willy kiko okay the whale
1: they see the movie they learn a bit about its living conditions and then next is free free willy
0: yeah such a 90s thing So Warner Brothers, they partner with another organization, the International Marine Mammal Project, to move him from Reno. Reno. Reno Aventura and begin the process of preparing to release him back to the wild. They're like, we're gonna free you. Congratulations. They get a bunch of money to make this happen and they build a special container to relocate him to a new rehabilitation facility.
1: This is all just publicity
0: for the Yeah, there was more movies after Uh, that. Yeah, and like,
1: Free Willy's coming out on VHS.
0: (laughs) No, they actually construct a new facility for him. And in 1996, Kiko is finally ready to move, leave his park in Mexico. He performs one last time for thousands of people, uh you know, and they come and they give him their goodbyes u p s the uh shipping shipping delivery yeah service they help airlift him in this special container that they have from Mexico City to his new home at the oregon coast aquarium what it's, right
1: it's a far fly,
0: yeah, by the way. I have uh, seen this special Uh shipping container and it's just a shipping container (laughs) (laughs) that was filled with seawater and ice cubes. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, what do you mean you constructed a special container?
1: Sure, we lined it with the (laughs) trash bags. (laughs) At great expense.
0: Uh, Like, I mean, I'm not really smart i don't have a degree in biology but that looks just like a shipping container that you see down at the docks yeah all right so he you know gets airlifted but it's cool to think that they're airlifting this this well right Sure. it's an interesting visual and uh, flopping
1: around in the dark this shipping (laughs) container is flying through the sky yeah like ice cubes getting stuck in his blowhole
0: you ramming up against the wall like pretty bruised from that trip (laughs) (laughs) the dorsal fin very
1: hanging on by a thread
0: (laughs) crunched (laughs) over all right so they, they take him to the new facility and i think that one was specially built for him it's just a bigger tank i don't know the details there but they start teaching him how to be a wild well Because he's, since two years old, been in captivity. He has no idea. Yeah. He's been living with co-workers Uh his entire life.
1: He just knows how to work the fax machine. He doesn't know how to (laughs) go out and hunt.
0: Right. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not really sure what they're teaching him, how they're teaching him, what the process is. There's an entire film dedicated to this, I think, but I didn't have time to watch it. So <laughs> you yeah. can go and watch this movie. Volunteers and, I don't know, maybe full-time people start training him to prepare to leave his tank now. So this isn't his final destination. They're not just going to release him in Oregon waters. They are going to move him somewhere else. During the process, there's serious doubts about whether he's an actual good candidate for reintroduction. Right. But regardless, they're moving forward with a... they fit him with special radio and satellite transmitters. And two years later, 1998, they airlift him again in his container to Icelandic waters.
1: Right about the time Free Willy Three was coming out.
0: (laughs) It is suspicious. Mm -hmm. And so now he's in a bay. He's not in a tank i think there's netting in a bay to keep him in there so that's good that's a step up now he's in actual wild waters they're doing supervised swims with him you know opening up the net letting him go out on his own baby steps let's get you ready and in 2002 he is released they're like you're free.
1: And they're like, <laughs> look, nobody's watching these movies anymore. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> I know. I I can't imagine what that release. The last one was, was a like. flop.
1: You'd have no <laughs> use to us.
0: We've milked the franchise yes. to its its fullest extent. So, at first, he does attempt to integrate into a pod of wild orcas. And it doesn't really work.
1: He doesn't know how to speak the language. Yeah. They probably think he's a weirdo.
0: So he breaks off on his own and they're tracking him. And the team tracks him to a Norwegian fjord. That's six weeks later. And it's like almost 900 miles from where he was released. Whoa. Kiko swims towards the shore, towards people. And he does what he's always done. He you puts know, on a show. He <laughs> kind of puts on a show. He just wanted human interaction. And yeah. I don't know, the just the crowd. And he is allowing them to pet him. Kids are getting into the water with him and swimming around in there. Whoa. I guess someone even climbed on his back.
1: He was just craving that applause. He needed that spotlight.
0: he did he did but like that takes some balls to get onto a whale's back we were desensitized by those films yeah
1: if you saw the movies it doesn't you know (laughs) i think the kid does it doesn't he
0: yeah i think so i don't remember. rides
1: on like a surfboard or something
0: something yeah Uh, and the assessment at this point was um okay Kiko Kiko seems healthy, but he's clearly still preferring humans to whales at this point. Yeah, and the the team relocates to the area that Kiko is at, and they're like, "We he needs more help. Like, he wasn't ready for this, right?" Yeah. So they start following him in boats to see how things are progressing, and it's not great. He doesn't really try to join another pod. He swims up close to them, but he doesn't get too close, and he's not even hunting. They have to feed him from the boat, yeah, and they're doing this for a year <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not working, guys,
1: yeah, so they recapture him
0: they don't a lot of people thought that they should,
1: so what happens?
0: He gets pneumonia and he dies.
1: whoa. <laughs> yeah. you know what though it's better he dies out in the w- wild ocean being a weirdo being a social outcast yeah you know craving that spotlight getting yeah. pneumonia then stuck in a tank somewhere
0: agreed i think it was worthwhile it did cost 20 million dollars in the end was, change. it's not these days what that's nothing it's like a three-bedroom house. <laughs> yeah, so he dies at age 27. And I will get into more about what we're doing now with captive whales and reintroduction after we talk about your whale, Jack. It's um...
1: I'm going to speed run through Tilikum because a lot of it is pretty similar.
0: Ooh. Well, don't speed through the juicy bits.
1: Well, first of all, he was the largest orca in captivity. Take that. Really? Kiko measured 22 feet long and weighed about 12,500 pounds. Wow. Much like Kiko, he was captured in Eastern Iceland, and he was at the Halnafjordur Marine Zoo.
0: Oh, the same one.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he was transferred to some other ones where he also was bullied. (gasps) And that's where things took a turn.
0: Hey, so this was the 90s, right? When when was he captured?
1: Um, no.
0: Probably captured a lot earlier than that.
1: He was captured when it was 1983.
0: Okay. So, there was still a lot of workplace bullying happening. They didn't make you watch the harassment videos back then. No,
1: no, no. And this was in Victoria, British Columbia, where he really got bullied. Oh, boy. And in 1992, he was transferred to SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida, where he sired 21 calves throughout his life.
0: Okay, so he was keeping busy.
1: Yeah, he was just making babies, pumping them out in Florida. But you probably know Tillicum or Tilly from the documentary Blackfish. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, of the four fatal attacks by orcas in captivity, Tillicum was involved in three. <laughs> oh,
0: my. Uh, wow.
1: Yeah. So this first death was this woman named Keltie Lee Bur- Burn. She was a Canadian student, animal trader, competitive swimmer. And on February 20th, 1991, Byrne was working a shift when she slipped and fell into the whale pool. And one of the whales, later identified to be Tilly, was holding her foot and dragging her underwater. Like, some witnesses reported that she was screaming and basically, you know, grabbed her foot and just played with her, held her underwater.
0: Oh my god.
1: Until, no, she's dead.
0: She drowned.
1: Yeah, and it was ruled an accident. Um, because
0: she slipped and he thought that was food, even though she'd been working with him. Just for... playing with her,
1: most likely, grabbed her foot. You know, was dragging okay. her around underwater. They were trying to rescue her, and she was like, Telecom was refusing to let her go.
0: So you think it was an accident?
1: I think he doesn't know any better. He doesn't. Oh, there's a quote later on.
0: Okay, keep going.
1: Uh, so that was the first death. Second death, Daniel P. Dukes. This was when Tillicum which transferred to Florida. And Daniel P. Dukes was a 27-year-old man from South Carolina and the second of three deaths attributed to Tillicum. Basically, they said that Dukes was sort of this vagrant kind of guy who climbed into Tillicum's pool and drowned. Wait,
0: what do you mean he was a vagrant?
1: You know, just kind of, you know, kind of homeless, vagrant,
0: hung out in a aquarium went to
1: a- sea World, s- hid okay until the park closed much like my story <laughs> and then went over to the orca pool fell in and was drowned he uh, was
0: drowned what do you mean he was drowned the
1: well they found him in the morning Draped over Tillicum's back as he was. <laughs> oh my god! Swimming around the pool with this dead guy on his back. Oh
0: my god! You can't.
1: Um, they the SeaWorld said, "Oh, he drowned, but the body was severely mutilated by this whale." So this guy, you know, wasn't all there. He was kind of yeah, cuckoo crazy. And maybe he wanted to go be closer to the whales or something, or maybe he just something was calling for him to put his arm into this tank and he did it. <laughs> uh,
0: I do not remember that from the movie that he was draped over his back. Yeah. Like, look at what I mm-hmm. did, guys.
1: And SeaWorld claims to have no security tape footage of the pool on that night. But
0: whoa. Well, maybe uh. they did. I will finish recording this podcast and go watch Blackfish right after this because I need to see this again.
1: Well, okay, so Marine Mammal Trainer Rick O'Berry said, I think the whale probably pulled Dukes down, held him underwater. I don't think they know how often we breathe. The problem is that whales have nothing better to do, O'Berry explains. They're bored. We literally bore them to death. It's oh. like you living in a bathroom for your entire life. Oh, my.
0: That's so true. It's like living in a bathroom.
1: <laughs> now we get to the third death that Tilikum was involved with. On February 24th, 2010, Tillicum killed Don Brancho, 40-year-old SeaWorld trainer. Brancho was killed following a Dine with Shamu show. The veteran trainer was rubbing Tillicum as part of a post-show routine when the orca grabbed her by a ponytail and pulled her into the water. This is where it gets a little graphic. But apparently he scalped her, bit off her arm, and swallowed it during the attack. Whoa! Yeah. So, he just kind of went crazy. Just bullied throughout his life. Yeah! L- living in this bathroom. And, you know, you get that like kind of energy of like, I don't want to do this, but I'm so crazy! You know? So he kind of ate that trainer, and that was the third one. And here's the crazy thing. He returned to performing like (laughs) a year later. my God. They just put some new safety measures in place. Like, well, you're not going to rub them down after. We'll just hose them down with some high-pressure hose, and we'll put these, like, removable barriers so you don't get too close. And it's like, okay.
0: So they're clearly not, like... I mean, we're willing to kill that gorilla, boom, no problem, right? Yeah, uh, we'll put down a dog for just nipping someone, but a killer whale can kill See, three people. See the thing though. Hmm?
1: The in Harambe's case, that's a paying customer <laughs> who almost died. Okay, <laughs> if it was just a you know a random worker worker aunt doing his Mm -hmm. job getting a paycheck you let those go
0: yeah look i don't wanna uh, you know that those were people who lost their lives and that was really messed up Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm trying to get into the mind of telecom and if you are your whole life is performing in a bathroom and you're you the little things make you go crazy. It's the same thing at being at work, right? Yeah. Like the coworker who chews gum loud next mm-hmm. to you, or they have some dumb artwork at their cubicle, right? Or they, they have a, a laugh that's annoying. These little things, they start making you go crazy. It's
1: starting to scare me, Melissa.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you can't leave, right? Yeah. So I'm just thinking about um the last uh, victim you're just strangling
1: I you're
0: like Aah. so you're dangling fish with your arm all the time right hey, hey tilly look at it. and then there's
1: you... no logic to it it just went crazy really?
0: i I was just and the ponytail
1: mm-hmm. oh you think the fish is kind of ponytailish? Yeah. what like the, the hand with fish in it could be kind of pony vaguely no, ponytailish. I, I, I
0: think if it in my mind it's like a long ponytail and you get you're like it's making me go crazy like, that ponytail just keeps going back and forth all the t- day around my tank. So, yeah. you're like, I'm going to take that ponytail.
1: Well, I don't know if he knows what a ponytail is.
0: No, he doesn't know what a ponytail is, but it's the thing. Yeah. You know? i want going to play with it. Boink. Right. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to take that gum out of your mouth. Uh-huh. And... Kill please you. stop tapping your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to... I am just... Scared. Well...
1: In 2016, SeaWorld announced that Tillicum's health was deteriorating.
0: What year was that? Sorry. 2016. 16.
1: He had a lung infection due to bacterial pneumonia. And in May 2016, um, it was reported his health was improving. And then in January, he was dead. The cause of death was reported as a bacterial infection.
0: Common. Very common for that. I cannot believe they let him continue to perform you could just go see how many does it need to be a serial killer because
1: i think like three yeah
0: yeah wow
1: he was cash cow though he was pumping out babies oh yeah or he you know he wasn't giving birth but he was siring a lot of babies and they're big
0: one thing i discovered in my research is that They've trended now towards captive bred whales, and that a lot of times they it doesn't work. It'll still bo- be a stillborn, and it won't survive the first month or whatnot. Hmm. So, I would guess probably a lot of the whales still in captivity are offspring of his because that is yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's only twenty nine right now in captivity, and if. 21 of those were sired by him uh I don't know that's a lot
1: and he's pretty desirable because he was so big and nobody wants to see a tiny whale they want to see big ones
0: yeah wow well, well thank you for doing the research on that jack I didn't have time even to watch the movie so um, I appreciate you bringing it in I you so he killed three out of four I'll tell you about the fourth person who has been killed by a killer whale okay uh that was another captive whale named keto or keto k-e-t-o
1: i'm gonna say keto
0: keto he like was diet. uh at orca park in cana- the canary islands he attacked and held down his trainer at the bottom of a 12 meter deep pool that's almost 40 feet deep Ooh. for two and a half minutes yeah yeah That'll do it. And that one, they also said it was an accident at first, but later had to say, yeah, that wasn't an accident.
1: He's pretty pissed off. <laughs> so pretty good reason why they shouldn't be held in captivity, because eventually they're going to kill you. Yes. It turns them into psychos. It's,
0: like, it's just, It. yeah. yeah. In addition to the four deaths, there have been around two dozen attacks, but this is just in captivity. Like I said, so unusual for humans in the wild to be attacked by one, and none of those have ever been fatal. Usually the attacks that happen where they're not fatal are by biting a trainer, giving a little nip. They will drag them into the water. They will ram them in the water. Or hold them down in the water. Biting is the most common and the mildest that you can experience. If you're rammed by one, you could suffer from internal bleeding, broken yeah. bones, ruptured They're organs. Huge. Yeah, heart attack.
1: So it's like getting hit by a car.
0: Yeah. And when I saw them in SeaWorld, I remember there being a trainer in the water because they...
1: Sh- yeah, they shoot them up. They
0: shoot them up on their nose. Mm-hmm. Do they not do that anymore? They must not, right? I don't
1: think so. I don't think so.
0: Because too many times they're going up and they're going down, but they're not coming back up again. <laughs> I mean, whether they... Obviously, only four people have died, but...
1: I don't know. You'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure they like they're phasing out like... Trainer orca interaction.
0: They must. Man, okay. Who's still in captivity? After Kiko and Free Willy, the capture of those orcas did start to decline. So in the 90s, we're not capturing them as much. But they're still breeding whales at these facilities. At this point, the majority of the ones that are in captivity have been captive born. The count that I found was 29 are living in captivity in 13 different locations. So we are heading in the right direction. The list of deceased captive orcas is around 44, so there used to be a lot more. Uh, But I'm surprised that we're even still doing this. Like, why are we still breeding them, you know?
1: Because people want to see them.
0: But... Ay, ay, ay.
1: People still pay money to go see a show.
0: The most famous of all the captive orca facilities is obviously SeaWorld sea in San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one.
1: As far as I know.
0: In 2016, they said they would stop their breeding program and the use of orcas in their theatrical shows. But I think it's one of those things, all you have to do is put that statement out and then you don't have to actually do it. Because they're still doing it. <laughs> The shows are still going on.
1: They said they will. Right. Eventually. <laughs> they didn't say when.
0: They've got a bunch of is there. In my mind, I was like, oh, we got rid of all those. But no, they're there. They're still performing. They're still going crazy. let us They need to be going extinct in captivity. Let's stop breeding. We should be done with this. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. There are standards in place now about how big of a tank you can keep them in. They differ by location. But even in the United States, the those requirements don't seem that big. For one whale, we're talking about 24 feet in length and 12 feet deep.
1: That's not big enough. No.
0: I think most of them are bigger than that. It's a
1: bathtub.
0: It really is. So what do you do with all these whales besides just stop breeding them? A couple of attempts have been made to release other killer whales back into the wild. There was one successful integration into a pod shortly after Kiko in 2002. There was another one in 2006 that was re-released into the wild, but that one was killed by a boat propeller.
1: That's rough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so since those efforts haven't been that successful, groups have suggested maybe there is a large sanctuary that we can do out in the sea somewhere where...
1: How? I don't... do ne- they have a huge range? Kiko went 900 miles. How are you going have a sanctuary?
0: Well, if you're feeding them from a certain bay... All right. You know, they're going to keep coming back. Kiko didn't learn how to hunt, so you just it's like a bigger bathtub, slightly bigger. Whatever. Fascinating stuff. That's kind of the story I have for you today, Jack.
1: But they they are on the downward trend. There's not really there's not really like a bunch of, "Hey, come see the Shamu. They're phasing out. I think so. They're too big to hold. giant
0: at least it was a short-lived blip for us right we're talking about this started in around the 1970s 60s 70s at least we didn't do it for too long we weren't psychologically messing with you know the 80 80 or so animals that we captured right right um so that's good but they should go extinct and
1: in captivity in
0: captivity (laughs) (laughs)
1: and they're well on their way to doing so
0: oh man
1: we got a sneak peek at what's next
0: next episode Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's going to be on the giant short faced bear It sounds weird Pleistocene megafauna uh, that went extinct quite a while ago but (laughs) interesting story well Jack thank you for being here and doing the homework assignment thank you everybody for tuning in we will see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. over now.
0: over now. A Peg Leg Deer production.